cause I rhyme like it's my life on that line The second I'm provoked, I snap into a point that ain't controllable And it's either war or another quotable Don't let me get a hold of you dudes, I murder you on camera Get Kelly's lawyer and get a mole removed I probably shouldn't have said that, fuck y'all On the record, off the record, if I own a record, I'ma off the record I need a push when I'm tired of rhyming Go ahead, diss me, cause me and George Bush got a lot in common We both got no sense, we love to go to war And we stay looking for weapons of mass destruction This industry is Hillary Clinton, literally listen You ain't got no choice now, roll with a nigga If you twisted enough to picture a devil mixed with an angel That's sick, drunk inside a rainbow That's sick, Yo Kodak Blackface Shannon Sharpface. <clears throat> Once again, I'm here. Once again, it's on. That's a real good record. You too young. You wasn't outside for that. I wasn't outside. <clears throat> you wasn't outside for that. I wasn't outside. Um, what I would say, I feel like it's a slow news week because sometimes it is, but I think there's a lot to, to get into. Breaking news. Thursday, January. I'm ahead of my time. December 20th. <laughs> Josh Gordon. Put down the weed. Once again, he is out of football. Pending an indefinite suspension for breaking the drug policy that the National Football League has laid out specifically for Josh after troubles for the past four years in and out of football. I think he served a whole one-year suspension at one time for violating this drug policy. Yo, I didn't realize weed was addictive. Enlighten me. You would all smoke weed? Enlighten me, because you, you had the away college experience. <clears throat> I didn't really get that. So I know you was around a lot of, you know, stuff that I didn't really see during my college days because I was commuting, you know, in Brooklyn back and forth <laughs> between college and my house. Like, I ain't leave Brooklyn for nothing. Is weed addictive? Like, this nigga cannot stop smoking blunts. I think um, anybody who uh, is a connoisseur Oh, I know uh, one weed head that like, and I ain't gonna name names. I ain't gonna even reveal genders. <clears throat> but I, I, I know I know a couple. Um, shout out to my man Smokey. He knows who he is. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say the cover up first was that he was stepping away to focus on mental weaponizing health. mental health once again. We're gonna get We're into gonna that get into later. That. Keep that. Keep that same I verbiage. I didn't know you wanted to get into that, but I had that in mind to get into that. So yeah. we're on the keep, same page. Keep that same verbiage. Um, I can't speak. I cannot speak for it being addictive. For the people that I know that are uh, that um, engage, do it because they want to. Um, can they stop? I'm sure they could, but I, I think they just like it. I've heard a lot um, of people say that if I wanted to stop smoking weed, I could. Yeah. Like I've, I, I've I think, seen that a lot on social media. I've heard that from a couple of, you know, on the block potheads. Yeah. Uh, not that this is a plug, but um, 
the the socket, Mr. Spacely two two three. Uh, hit him up if you're looking for anything. <laughs> that's that's my man's in him, and he's a uh, he's a faithful listener. So, um, I don't I can't speak to it being addictive. I think for Josh Gordon, there's a bigger problem than weed. Like if it's costing you your job repeatedly, millions. He may have, like, people have addictive personalities, so it's yeah. easy for, like, some somebody's maybe shopping, somebody's maybe alcohol, somebody's maybe sex, somebody else's maybe, like, masturbation. Regardless, like, you can get addicted to everything. Social media. Yeah. That's easy. But I can't say on a wide spectrum that weed is addictive. I think Josh Gordon is using it to cover to up a lot. something else. Yeah. 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 Because fam, if anybody who smokes, if you get drug tested, people get paranoid before they go on go for a job interview if they say there's gonna be a drug test. Yeah. If you're a weed smoker, you quit. Yeah. So you can get the job. Yeah. You don't let it affect your money. Right. Especially when you know it's random drug testing, and like I don't, I don't, I don't know. I I think this will make for a decent thirty for thirty story somewhere down the line. Um, I would love to know like the backstory, maybe his family history, maybe some childhood abuse that he never really talked about. That's kind of like eating away at him. I don't know, I don't know, but it's something has a stronghold on this guy to where he can't. He can't just like for seventeen weeks, bro. It's not seventeen <laughs> for seventeen weeks. weeks. For those with a very low IQ, that's just like four months and a week. And you, and have, you, like, it's like you know, I don't, uh, I don't know, I don't know. So seventeen weeks, right? And then off season, you can do whatever you whatever want up until the time you want, until you return for training camp. And you know they're doing random testing because it's not random so much for Ed Reed, who they tested seven times yeah. in 11 weeks. They're trying to get Ed Reed out of there. You know they're going to test you. So, like, I don't understand. If you, you go to an organization that, like, we said up here when he first went, if Bill don't get him in line, then there's no there's help. no help. And I really thought that being in that rigid, structured, no-nonsense, this is how we do it here, and if you can't follow, then that's it. If they couldn't get him together, I don't see him returning to the NFL. Nah, it's over. It's a wrap. Yeah. <clears throat> it's a wrap. Yeah. Like, Stephen A. Smith, I used to laugh every time. He, the weed. The weed. That's the first thing I thought about when I saw it. I was like, again? This, this, yeah. Like, we're that here again. dealing with something else. Yeah, I, and I hope he gets, you know, whatever help he needs, and battle these demons and defeat what whatever issues he he's facing because it's just you're affecting your livelihood you're messing up the pa- everybody tells you in every situation never mess up the paper like you gotta keep the paper that's like constant yeah you 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 got bills if somebody tell so- you if you don't smoke another blunt and then we we, we test you and we find that your piss is dirty or we pucking heads so that's what they do now 
because you can just drink water and flush it out your system. So they'll cut hair from the back of your head. And if this hair come back dirty, you're going to lose your job. And you can't even like stand flat-footed and just being clean. I don't know. There's got to be like some serious. It reminds me, um, him and John Bones from the UFC. John Bones Jones or whatever his tag is. The nigga gets busted for coke at least. <laughs> like every time he comes back, it's an insane drug testing. Same like, nigga, we're giving you so many chances. Yeah, and you're just like, oh, yeah, whatever. whatever it is, whatever. That's sad. And he's fairly, he's like 27 or something, 26, 27. Oh. So, like, he had some years ahead of him. Like, wide receiver is a longevity career. It's up there with, like, the quarterbacks. They're protecting wide receivers now just as much as they protect the quarterback. So, you could have a good 12, 14 years as a wide receiver in the NFL. Look at Larry. And you just smoked it. Bro. You know, you know what's so disheartening about that whole scenario is that you could see on the field, Tom was actually – it wasn't like he was staying away from Josh. He kept looking for him. Yeah. Like – Yeah. He had potential to make big plays. I don't know how this impacts the Patriots either way because they kind of been – I felt like it, it, they didn't really need that nigga is what I said to Aaron who was a diehard – Patriots fan, native New Yorker, diehard Patriots fan, whatever. But I said to <laughs> I said to Aaron, "Yeah, I don't really need that nigga." And Aaron was don't. like, "What? <laughs> yes, we do. Da, 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 da. He leads the team in receptions and passing yards. Blah blah blah. We we can't win without him." I'm like, "Okay, well maybe they can't because I don't really follow the Patriots like you would because you're a diehard fan." And then I'm watching. Uh, FS1 and Colin pretty much said the same thing as Aaron. Like the Patriots are done now. They have no no hopes of winning the Super Bowl without Josh Gordon. And I'm like, what? Really? Like what I miss? I, I can I can understand that perspective because Gronk looks like Gronk he's looked hurting. Like a goofy doop doop big for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like Nick, he on the weight. He looks stupid. He's he's aged really bad. He's been injured, injury prone, um, yeah. all his his whole career basically. And now it, it looked like it's it's finally catching up to him. He's not really effective. But my point was like y'all got y'all got rings without the nigga. He won there the last uh, the previous <clears throat> season when y'all beat the Falcons. Y'all had them same little slot slant white boy receivers. James White in the backfield. You had Hogan and Amendola that year, though. You don't got that this year. They have them. Oh, they got Edelman. They don't got Amendola. They got Edelman, which is like the same person. Edelman just came back from an injury. From an injury, from an ACL. But I don't don't know. I I can't see, you know, the Patriots' hope just sitting at Josh Gordon's feet. Like, that just sounds crazy to me. When you have Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and uh, a system, and I just, I just can't see it. Well, we'll see. I don't think I, I they think, were going to um, win this year anyway. No, far from it. Yeah. Uh, I think it gives them 
uh, actual threat, like an actual threat at receiver. But Tom's always worked with like no names. Yeah. And made something out of nothing. Yeah. I I'm I, I wouldn't put the Patriots in panic mode um because of Josh Gordon. Yeah, that just Patriots sounds crazy got a whole, to me. They got they got a whole bunch of other issues that they need to worry about. Right, exactly. Um, Father Time looks like it's catching up to Tom Brady. Yeah. Um he's right at the door knocking. A couple of those throws in the Steelers game look kind of yep. shaky, baby. Yeah. Yep. He's looking 40-plus-ish right about now. But, yeah. They got all bigger issues. But, yeah, the Ed Reed thing, like, if you're looking for hidden signs or uh, things that, like, they're they're really trying to make me stop watching football. (laughs) They're trying their best. Yeah. It's really ridiculous now. It's ridiculous now. So, in a random thing, one person gets tested seven times. How random is that? That's that's really random. How, what are that's the odds? Like, yeah, that's like you know every other week basically so far because it's been this is what week fourteen, week fifteen. So it's pretty much every other week they're testing them. Like that's crazy. That's crazy. Like has he even been uh, like drawing attention to this this anthem thing? I don't even think Clay is doing word. that. Yeah, I don't mm. even think nobody's doing that now. They, they've given them the option to come out of the tunnel and stand on the sidelines or, you know, just stay in the locker room until the national anthem is over. But it really hasn't been any fuss or, you know, nothing's really been going on with that national anthem thing. So it's just like, all right, let it go. We see what y'all did to Cap. Y'all going to have to fight that out. And, you know, this man has done what he's done, but, like, it's over pretty much. They made their point. The point's been made, nah, and the NFL ma- has made their point. The president has made his point. All right, so let's battle it out. Colin versus the NFL. We'll see how that. Like, why? Like, why do we have to take these extreme measures? Just because people aren't really, you know, subscribing to what you think they should. I think the NFL's making their point. I don't know if they made it. I think they're making their point. And that is, if you are constantly, um, I'm not going to say outspoken, but if you are one of those that align themselves with Colin Kaepernick and because they already have a case against Kaepernick, if you've aligned yourself with him in any way and you strongly uh are against what they're doing with the national anthem. They're gonna make an example out of you. They got Ed, they got rid of Ed Reed. They bring him back. So now you you're constantly gonna test him. Why? Right. What's the point? Right. Trying to catch him slipping. Look, any little thing. I'm like, ah, right, we got you. Go, go. You gotta sit out. You gotta sit out. That's like when when companies look for a reason to fire you. But like, if you let's say you work someplace that's uh target oriented you may be the worst person personality wise you may get on every manager's nerves personality wise but if you show up every day on time if you don't abuse your lunch break mm-hmm. and if you're hitting your targets it's real hard for them to get rid of somebody like yep. that so they look for anything they can find yep. to try to get you out the door and i feel like that's what they're doing with ed reed yep Definitely. and it's sad because it's like like you mentioned, ain't like he's still speaking every week about the protests. 
And like for the most part, it's died down. Like it really has. It really. I don't even think people in the postseason did it. Like last year in the playoffs, nobody did it, and I don't think it's been a thing this year. Like it was the point of it was to bring awareness and attention to police brutality towards African Americans, and that was the purpose of it. And it did. It, it shed a light on it, and a couple of people got involved. I think um, Malcolm Jenkins <clears throat> and got some you know community leaders involved, and a lot of organizations were birthed out of it. It served its purpose for that time. So. Like, leave the man alone. He did what he did. Let's move on. He's not causing any, he's not wreaking havoc in the, in the NFL. He's not hurting anybody. He's not endangering anybody's life. Come on. Come on. Yeah. I, I, <clears throat> I hate when it's uh, something like this because without saying, they're pretty much saying, yeah. We don't like what you did, mm-hmm. and we're gonna we're we're, we're looking mm-hmm. to find a way to get you out of here. Yep, yep, and it's really sad. It's really sad. But like we mentioned before, in the NFL, you can be a domestic abuser, or you can be a rapist, and yeah, yep. that's about fine. That. That's perfectly fine with them. Protest the anthem, and you're public enemy number one. Crazy. That says a lot. Crazy. Crazy. But hey, that's uh, the America we live in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the America we live in. Yeah. yeah. But you know. So, um, from. These niggas not putting down the weed, uh, not knowing how to put down the weed. There's somebody who probably should put it down. Um, Tory Lanez, my G, um, I don't know. He got to chill. I don't know what you on with one drugs. <laughs> I don't know who the weed man is in Canada. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. He got a Napoleon complex. He got something. <laughs> He got a Napoleon complex for real. Like he be he been tweaking. Um, for those who are not in the know, Tory Lanez um jumped out the window um to Royce the five nine. I'm I'm pulling up the tweets so uh y'all can see um or we can read as a group, as a collective, we can read. <laughs> um What's going on here? But he came at Royce, and it was weird that he came at Royce uh, because he came at Royce for his opinion. Right. And Royce didn't even just, like, offer it. Somebody asked him who you think won that battle between Tory Lanez and Joyner. Like, do you think Tory beat him? I think that was the question. And he said and no. No. That was it. He would, It was just like, no. It wasn't no, you know, hating behind it or no opinion of what Tory's, you know, what he does, his style, nothing like that. It was just a simple no, and that was it. And then Tory went off. Tory said, and then he deleted it. <clears throat> um, yeah, 
he, he deleted it. But Tory Lanez was pretty much saying the old head. Uh, I lost the tweet. Yeah, you think Tory won that battle? Royce just said no. No harm, no foul, right? There's just no. I didn't get into it. I didn't say nothing. And then Tory Lanez goes, that's why you rapidly ass niggas always had the wrong conception of a W. Shows why y'all careers look how they look. Royce, being diplomatic, a little mature, he responded like, all right, no need to get upset, little homie. <laughs> no, no need to get upset. I thought yours was dope too. Somebody like you disrespecting somebody like me is ridiculous though. I'm gonna let it slide because you're new in quotation marks. That's that's the that's the light all right, nigga. Go on Chill out. Your business. Exactly. No, I'm, I'm, Respectfully I'm, telling him, all right. Calm. I didn't mean to upset you. I'm just telling you. Yeah, but another that's a, that's Tori didn't look at that as a temperature check because nigga saying somebody like you talking to somebody like me and if you're unfamiliar with Royce I played intro to, uh, with his freestyle where he's telling y'all he ain't like you rap niggas he ain't, yeah. he ain't for this yeah yeah Tori then says ain't nobody scared making a playoff of the name Royce the 5-9 ain't nobody scared of Rolls 57 lyrically which I think is a lot Tory Lanez, you're lying. Yeah, he must not really know because he's Canadian. Um, but Royce is well respected in this industry as a lyricist. You know what the problem is? Royce is underrated. Yeah, he is because he's not mainstream, and you know he's not really out there. But um, hip hop purist, and I think most um, most artists most artists respect respect his pen. If you're not familiar with Royce, the new cat's generation, um, if you're not familiar with him, uh, go ahead and listen to Bad Meets Evil. Yeah. That's what some of you, one of you, some of you guys' favorite, Marshall Mathis. Go ahead and listen to that CD and uh, who was on every single track with Marshall, and some may argue on some tracks got the better of Marshall. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and listen to Bad Meets Evil. Mm-hmm. Yep. Tori continues. I deleted my comment because I'm not going to keep acting like my nigga Joyner didn't do his thing. The old nigga, talking about Royce, had a point. What I said came off like some hating, shit's naive. People are allowed to think anybody won. Simple. And Royce is giving him a second warning. My nigga, (laughs) if you're trying to get... (laughs) No. Notice the <laughs> notice the tone change. Yeah, from my nigga. No need to upset little homie. To my nigga. My nigga. <laughs> <laughs> if you're trying to get your ass beat, you're doing everything right. I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt because you're Canadian. Now go play somewhere before I get upset. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not like something I would tell my, my son. Yo, go play somewhere. Barking at the nigga. Get upset. <laughs> oh god and then Royce again Royce is trying to tell Tory he says somebody better tell that somebody better find that little sucker and take his phone before he gets himself in some trouble I mean that 
Royce is saying, y'all niggas get to him before I do, because this nigga this nigga's wildin'. And complete, complete young nigga fashion, yep. Curry goes, easy, Mr. Muscle Milk. Don't let your gym work out and the fumes in the air start confusing your mind. Old ass nigga talking about he before I get upset on Twitter. What you gonna do? Fight me through emojis and texts? Nigga, suck my dick. Hashtag young nigga world. This is and Royce was like, all right, cool. Remember you said it, not me. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> I don't know how anybody else feels, but I don't know if Tori was joking or whatever have you. Trolling, moment, maybe, in young nigga fashion. Maybe he's just trolling for the internet. Maybe. The moment you say suck my dick. It changes everything. To, especially if he's talking to an older person. The young nigga, y- y'all play Royce around is 40, like, like Royce is like 45. I didn't realize Royce was that old. I thought he was like 37, maybe. Royce is in his 40s. He's really like, that could be your pops. If you tell a nigga, if you invite a nigga to your private parts, that's usually cause like you have to deal with the consequences that come afterwards. So that tweet. Remember you said it, not me. Was that like an on-site thing? What do you think that was? Did it take that? Did Tori tell him to suck <clears> my dick? Did it take it from the studio to the street? For somebody like Royce, yes, because in in a tweet he said, um, "Go play somewhere before I get upset." That's like, okay, we gonna do it. If we gonna do this lyrical thing, yeah, I let's can get give the you sparring. That. Yeah, if that's what you want to do. The moment you. Tori switched that whole thing with the suck my dick. Because yeah. now it's, all right, don't book no shows in Detroit. Um, you're trick, forgetting trick, that. and them niggas is on it. You can't come this way, bro. Detroit not far from Canada either. Yeah. So... Yeah. And Tori be talking real tough, too. He like four feet, Canadian. I, I don't know. I ain't never been to Toronto. I ain't never, you know... Uh, seeing they mean streets or whatever if they have that like I don't know but Tori be talking real tough it has since been squashed I think in a better interest for for Tori's sake <laughs> um because yeah Royce was taking it someplace else and again somebody google Royce rocket launcher just google it that was in the middle of a rat beef. The nigga pulled out a rocket launcher on camera and said, y'all niggas want war? Come find me. Yeah, he said it in that, that, the, the intro song. He's like, I ain't, I'm like George Bush, nigga. I, I, we ain't got no sense. I'm ready to go to war. I, I'll, take, <laughs> I'll take it to war. You want war? Let's go. So, I don't and, know. Maybe somebody, somebody talk to that nigga. Somebody must have reached out because they say it's a they say it's dead. Tory tweeted, spoke to Royce, a very productive conversation. We good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Correct that quick. Yeah. He had to. He had to. I wanted to ask you, because I know as a guy, don't Nick fam, don't 
Like, cause I feel like the moment you say "suck my dick," now we're in a whole different realm. Mm-hmm. Like, especially if we're trying to be cool. What is the thing to uh, suck my dick? I know females are using that now, which they is stupid. Do. They really do. Um, I don't know. To me, it used to be um, bitch. Like for me, that still incites something. Like if mm-hmm. we're if we're in a confrontation of some sort or a disagreement, and you say "bitch" to me, like that, that'll get hands put on you. But now I realize, like in this age of social media and reality TV, that has become a term of endearment. Um, I don't know. For me, it felt like years ago, "bitch" was insulting. Like, don't, don't say that. For me today, that still is very insulting. Um, yeah, that's all I could think of right now. I was trying to find a female equivalent, and I landed on the same thing because I'm like, hey, I remember your mama used to be real, real. If you want to take it to the next level, your mama is gonna push it to that extent. Mm-hmm. I feel like in this day and age, that don't get that don't get the same. Don't don't go under the same reaction. Yeah. I would agree. As it used. I would agree. But in him saying young nigga world, I all I could think about was is this like is there a cost to going viral? Like is that the re like cats? Like do y'all have a price going viral? Do y'all like <laughs> are y'all willing to pay <laughs> In all seriousness, like, are y'all willing to pay the price that it like to go viral? Like, is it worth that much? Um, you look at six nines and people like that. You you see how trolling and all that other yeah. stuff. You see where where it eventually will yeah. lead. Yeah, they can lead to very bad places. I don't think they think of it that way though. I I really don't. Who's the the young Instagram? Comedians that go around like um taking people's stuff and running or like slapping people and running like <laughs> y'all niggas don't understand like <laughs> going viral is gonna cost you your life. Yeah, yeah. That going going viral is gonna cost you your life. Yeah. And I don't think niggas really understand like fam. We get it. Um. If you, you want to be brash and abrasive, cool. But you got to understand, like, there's two different sets of niggas on the internet. It's the niggas that have grew up in our old school and lived by old school principles and the new niggas that think, oh, only because I say it online, we're good. Right. No. Right. Stuff you say online to the wrong person have somebody pull up at your house, yeah, and wash yep. you up and down yep. your block. It ain't a oh, just because it's online. Yeah, it's, 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 cool. it's the internet is not real for some people. That don't that don't matter. You said it like that's your name and those are your words. So I'm taking the per- I'm taking it as that being real. I'm taking it as that you, those are your true and you know those are your true feelings. And that was your, this is how you feel. And then you put it out there. So, internet or not, I'm going to take it for what it is. 
And I'm gonna I'm gonna throw another mix in there. So you got OGs that applied by other rules. You got young cats, and then you got street niggas that are on the internet only because it's the thing to do. But they're still street mm-hmm. niggas. Mhm. Yeah. Those be the ones that be like, I don't do this internet stuff. <laughs> I, I, don't. I, I don't. I don't play. Yeah. I don't. I don't. <laughs> Like street drop niggas, me a location. When street niggas <laughs> when street niggas tell you, yo, when I see you, I'm gonna slap you, you best believe you can take that to the bank because that's what they mean. Yeah. Yeah. If you you come across a street nigga online, and that's the problem. I don't think these young niggas, like Tori said, can identify who's who. Right. To them, it's all to them. It's all the same. It's the right. internet, right? Somebody helped them out. They, it's, they're gonna put them <laughs> in a very bad position. <laughs> I heard somebody refer to it as a viral, vi- the viral virus, where you the cost of going online, man. It, it, people want that more than anything, like <clears throat> and. We can go back to like the sweet, uh, sweet Lou Brown and the other nigga that um, the house breaking in, Antoine, mm-hmm. the the lady who was like, "Ain't nobody got time for that." <laughs> like these were innocent people who got caught up in <laughs> real ratchet ghetto moments. That, that was real moments that they happened to capitalize right. off of because. They became that viral and that right. popular. Organic. It was an organic moment. Not but do you you see how they those same people tried to replicate that? Like, cause now it's now it's coming off like, all right, well, are y'all just doing this? Are you doing it to go viral? Like half the stuff I see, I'm like, all right, you doing that to go yeah. viral? Yeah. I was watching. Um, Quan told us about it, the American meme, and how mm-hmm. you know social media has become this clout chasing, money making microcosm of, you know, just like craziness. And this one guy talked about how he makes a lot of money. The uh Carell guy, I think his name is, by, you know, putting champagne on on girls' titties and stuff in the club. And, you know, it's on the one hand he's living his life and he's getting paid a lot of money because he's 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 a big social media presence. But at the end of the night, he can't go to bed sober because he's dealing with all of this attention and people gravitating towards him for what he can do for them and opposed to who he is. And, you know, like people can't deal with that. People want to be accepted and, and liked and loved for who they are, <clears throat> not for, you know, an image that they portray. And he, he's battling with these demons. And, Every interview that he was doing throughout that documentary, he was referencing death and killing. I'm like, I was watching it with Mel, and I'm looking. I was like, this guy references like death a lot. He's like, he's probably suicidal. And I'm like, so like, is it worth it? You get these moments online, and then they, you know, people get people catch it and run with it, and you got all these millions of followers, and then you get the money, but then it's it's social media. That's not real life. And then you can't get the two worlds to coexist. 
you're missing out in your real life because people are so fascinated with the social media part. And it's what? a real battle. He explained, I was like, yo, this is really scary. <clears throat> I felt really bad for the guy. When, um, and that, and that doc, what I took from that guy was, and we said this before when we talked about social media up here. Um, if you have issues before social media, like if your thing is attention and then you get an influx of it with money, mm-hmm. you're still paranoid because before mm-hmm. social media, you somebody can look that. at you. Yeah. Yeah. Now you have this guy's getting, like he said, living his life, but he can't go to sleep sober. One, and I'm gonna say death is heavily on his mind. Yeah. Yeah. Even one line he said, "If you if you ever t- try talking to a drunk person, you just might as well kill yourself." I'm like, huh? Really? Like I don't I don't think talking to a drunk person is is that bad to the point where you would want to kill yourself. I'm like him referencing wanting to kill himself, comparing it to talking to a, dr- a drunk person. I'm like, that's really extreme. I'm like, this guy must really think about death a lot. A lot of times, um, people in those positions, like he is, you di- like, and I'm gonna bring Josh Gordon here. If you're dealing with demons, period. But now you have more access to feed these demons, mm-hmm. so to speak. You still haven't dealt with them. Yep. Look at Michelle Williams and her husband. They had problems before, or, or fiance. They had problems before they got engaged. The problems are still there. Yeah. That's any relationship. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. And it's just a temporary fix. You go to work, like with Josh Gordon, you go to work six o'clock in the morning, you have to, you know, you're in the field, the practice facility, <clears throat> go home six PM. How did, you how are you dealing? You. Right. For this guy who's partying, wee nights into the hour, eleven to four, go get drunk, go to bed, wake up at four PM, you gotta deal with it. So it's like you go work, it's okay. But that's fine. But you can't work 24 hours a day. At some point, you're going to have to deal with whatever it is, this is that you're battling. If not, it's going to be a repeat thing. You're going to end up back into a, a facility for substance abuse. Or you're going to end back in a facility, a psychiatric facility for you know mental health issues. It's just, just deal with it. Recognize that there's an issue and just, just deal with it because if not, it's going to be a repeated circle of ups, downs, ups, downs, ups, downs, up, down, up, down. And you look up and then that's it. Your life is over. But uh, for me, I'm going to talk about me for two seconds if you guys don't mind. <clears throat> for someone who enjoys a casual drink or beverage, I don't ever run to drinking if I'm going through something. Because that opens up a like rabbit easily, hole that I don't want to go yep, down. Yep. Yep. I'd rather that be no resort at all than for me to be like, oh, I'm having these issues with Tiff. Let me go drink. Oh, work is getting crazy. Let me go drink. Yeah. Oh, I can't. Like, yeah. Because now I've become 
an addict. And there's nothing wrong with people who have addictions. Right. But you're still not dealing with, you're suppressing it with other stuff. Right. I never understood why people would would have an issue like, I'm depressed, let me go buy a bottle of alcohol. Like, why would alcohol be your answer for depression? Like, I'm, I'm not even talking about being addicted because when you're addicted, once you're addicted, like, that's a problem. That's a disease that takes a lot of... But, so, you know, just something happens. You're in college or something and you, you get on academic probation for whatever reason, whatever. I don't know. And then you, you get depressed about it and you're going to say, let me go to the liquor store and buy a bottle of Ciroc because I'm depressed. Like, why? Like, why, why would alcohol be the first thing you think to do because you're depressed? I never understood that. Or drugs. That's, that's, uh, it's interesting that you say that. Um, you asked me about school earlier and seeing different things. Um, I think when you don't, people in general, when they don't know how to handle stuff, they go to what they see. And if you see on videos and music, yeah, is it like a monkey into... see, monkey do thing. I had a, um one of my roommates um when I was in college. His mom was in a hospital, and his, but it wasn't like she was in a hospital for surgery, and I can understand the the fear of anybody going to a hospital, especially mm-hmm. somebody close to you. So the fear is okay. Well, I don't know what I don't know the outcome of the surgery and how it's going to come out. Right. He got, I think it was a 24-pack of beer and drank himself to sleep. Cried himself, drank himself to sleep. And the next morning when he woke up, me and him had a real conversation. I'm like, fam, that was the wrong way to deal with that. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's that might have been the only outlet he thought he had. That's so His mom is to fine me. to this day. But that might have been the only outlet at the time he thought he had. Like, again, because people may not deal with their emotions. They may not talk about stuff. If you don't have somebody to speak to when you are feeling sad, then you may revert to what you see. Oh, well, on TV or on this, this is what people do when they feel like X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And what if There's his no... mom didn't make it? That could have been a, a, the genesis of a, a cycle yeah. of addiction. Yeah. That's so crazy to me. Yeah. The viral virus, man, and the cost of uh, going viral, the, not going to say the positive side, but if we can come out of this right quick, um, speaking of viral, um, Kylie Jenner, the Forbes list came out for um, top owner. I don't care about no Kylie Jenner. Oprah was on there. I, I wasn't really Number reading three. it for Kylie. I wasn't reading it for her. I do want to look at the rest of the names on this list. But I do care about Kylie. <clears throat> I like Kylie Jenner. I like the Kardashians. Uh, I don't care. George Lucas still. That's what it was. Four. I can't remember Number George one. Lucas. Yeah. And Steven Spielberg too is there, right? So he's second one on there. 3.7. Oprah, like, the reason why I smile because... Uh, Oprah and then Michael follow um, Michael Jordan. They, mm-hmm. they fill out the, the top. What what I like about that is, yeah, we all know George Lucas, Star Wars. Yeah, we know Steven Spielberg, E.T., all the other great stuff. 
Um, but to see Oprah up there puts a smile on my face because of her story and where she came from. Literally nothing. She was like living in a hut in Mississippi or somewhere. It was one of them little racist states down south. And to command, because that Oprah's Oprah Winfrey commands like everything that she's gotten. Oprah has be... 15 million followers on Instagram and she doesn't follow a soul. <laughs> not, not one person. <laughs> I got time for you, niggas. No. Yo, like, I don't want to see nothing y'all got going on here. Gail run Oprah for Instagram page anyway, so. <laughs> Gail be like, yeah, you need to be on it, so let me just uh, create something for you right quick. Oprah don't care nothing about no. It's like, the, um, when Cardi um Oprah magazine was listening to her album, I'm like, fam, that was an intern. <laughs> if you, oh, you're a if hater. you think hey, Oprah, Oprah is definitely on her Instagram. You right. You right. Prove it. You can't. She posted Stepman eating rum cake for breakfast. How you know that wasn't Gail? That was her. How it was her that voice. Was it was her voice. My daughters are up. That's fine. Bring them on. Um, but yeah, Kylie Jenner and Jay Z are tied for nine hundred million dollar as earners this year. Yeah. Yeah. Nine hundred million dollars. Like she's well on her way to a billion <laughs> cosmetic stuff. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Social media, the positive side, everything she puts out sells out quick. Quick, quick fast, in a hurry. Is she going to surpass her sister? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Maybe maybe Kim would have her beat with the combined, you know, net worth with Kanye. Um, but if they're going mano y mano head to head, yeah, she definitely... Um, I hate that we have to do this to your boy, and I feel like we talk about him a decent amount up here. But um, if y'all niggas don't get Kanye West out of here, <laughs> like for real, it's it's time. Do we even know if there it's was time. a real phone call from Drake? That's nigga, no. Like, this nigga just really woke up one day and was like, yo, I'm tired of this nigga. He threatened me. You said using mental illness as a weapon. I'm going to play a clip from Charlemagne when he was with um Trevor Noah last night in a second. But Kanye's actions are like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's just. Speaking of, speaking of somebody who never dealt with, he never dealt with his mom passing. Let's just yeah, say that. I would agree. I would agree. He went he went he went right into work mode after his mom passed and that's what he's been on and that's what he's been living in since then. He never dealt with his mom passing. So the actions that we're seeing now is from somebody who hasn't dealt with that. For, you can't say 
you're being like I'm tired of him using I'm being bullied or Drake mm-hmm. bullied so and so. I'm I'm, I'm yeah. tired. Yeah. I don't think there was a phone call. I don't think like he posted messages of somebody named Free asking for clearance for a freestyle Drake did. I don't know how many years ago. It's like Kanye, fam, fam. Yeah, like, come like, on already. Come to find out, guess what's dropping? Oh, don't ever mention 350s again. <laughs> guess what's coming out next week? <laughs> yeah, the Yeezys haven't really been selling, uh, you know, as as well as they did in the past. So, you know. <clears throat> Where has Kanye West been this entire time that Sickle Mode's been out? Yeah. When they came out in the summer? Like, hey, why are you so surprised? The world been out for a minute. Like, in December. <laughs> not even like, I don't even like how he even, you know, started tweeting about that because Travi is essentially family. Like, he has a baby with your wife's sister. Like, you're going to have to see this nigga over the holidays. Because, <laughs> like, you, you tweeting that. That doesn't make sense. And then you're gonna say I I spoke to Travi. Like okay, but you we didn't need to know that part about you know the whole sicko mode thing and you mentioning Travi. Like that's that's essentially your family. Not to mention y'all worked together for the past I don't know how many years, exchanging styles and and things of that nature. Like so. But here's where Kanye is hypocritical. Sam, you just produced a seven track record for Pusha. Who um was getting that drink? Nigga, you just produced it. Yeah. How yeah. <laughs> you gonna say, oh, don't sneak this me on Blase Bar? Nigga, you just <laughs> 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 You just did it. Literally. Like you just uh, he's I don't understand him. Like sometimes he uses, like sometimes he's he's mentally disabled or has mental issues, and then sometimes it's not. It's just you know people trying to quiet him and suppress his 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 superpowers. I was like, what is it? Like, are you gonna own this mental health thing, or are you gonna com- like completely disown it and and call whatever it is that you're doing what it is? Like, don't. Because there are real, there are people out there really battling mental health issues, bipolarism, and it's you know it's affecting their lives and their their families and it's it's a real thing for them and for you to be very fickle about it. Oh, I have it. I don't have it. I have it. I don't have it. I have it. I don't have it. Like, it's annoying. Hold on. Let me let me let me let this rock right quick. Friend and someone who has interviewed Kanye West. Right. What's been interesting this year is the journey that Kanye West has been on. We saw Kanye West come out and, you know, some people said he had stopped medication to start making music again. And then we started seeing Kanye the MAGA hat wearer. Kanye, like, you know, coming out and saying things about the world, you know. And, and, and everyone was like, oh, man, he's crazy and made jokes. And then Kanye came out and said, no, 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 I have mental health issues. Yeah. Then he sat down with President Trump and he was like, oh, I was misdiagnosed. I, was misdiagnosed. I, I, I don't have bipolar. I don't have bipolar. And then the other day on Twitter, I saw like Ariana Grande went and said something, and then he's like, I have mental health issues. Yeah. But like, there's an interesting world. I mean, maybe you can speak on a web. It feels like someone is using mental health as like a, like a buffer. Like they, 
they go like, I can do crazy things, and then if someone calls me out, I'd be like, oh no no no, I'm I've got mental health, so you can't say anything about that. Yeah, I mean I mean this in the most brotherly, uh, you know, black man to black man way possible. Kanye West was full of shit, right? And <laughs> pretty much, you can't you can't use it as a defense when someone's like you feel like somebody's coming against right. you. And then when you're in front of the president, you're feeling no, yourself, like, yeah, and you're feeling all supermanish and <clears throat> cocky and arrogant. It's like, oh nah, I was misdiagnosed. Like nigga, what is it? I don't know. It's annoying. You you the the verbiage of weaponizing mental health is so freaking crazy that that's what he's fell on these mm-hmm. days like that's mm-hmm. you 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 can't wave the flag saying i i have mental health issues and then it's cured up when it's convenient right. for you right no nah, i was misdiagnosed i'm good now because you have an agenda at that yeah. moment but when the agenda is not working oh you can't talk to me like that because i'm 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 a victim. I'm dealing with something. Yeah, nigga, no, you're not. And maybe he is. Plain like, as day. Maybe he, he's obviously dealing with something, but like, I've never seen him more like moody and just flip floppy. I don't know. It's, he's got it. Something, something's going on. Something, I don't know. I don't know if it's bipolar. I don't know if it's mental health. I don't know if it's just that's his character. I don't like. I don't know, but there's something there. There's something there. <clears throat> you know my problem with Kanye West. Why tweet that stuff? Why not just hit Drake's line? If that's how yeah. you feel. Yeah, like he called. Like he didn't put out the tweet asking for the clearance or whatever it was. Like he called you on the phone. Like just like you, you go tweet, 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 and then you say, "Oh, me and Travis spoke." Like you could have just called him and. And express to him, oh, I felt the way that you had Drake on this record throwing shots at me and we supposed to be family. Like, you do all this public <clears throat> public rant, the thing he did on SNL, and then the, the Coon show he did at the White House, and the con- the back-to-back tweets. is like, come on, bro. Come on. It's, it, it's crazy to me that... Um, you, you're you're tweeting all this stuff, but not one time because you try you and your wife did it with um Taylor Swift. Y'all recorded the conversation with her. Why not put that put that conversation mm-hmm. out if it was a conversation you really mm-hmm. had? If Drake really called you, yep. But why are you so threatened by, by Drake? Drake? Nah, like what? I don't. I know real street people. No, no, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> I asked <clears throat> Juan Will. You, nigga's a clown, but he's really into that whole Chirac. Like, he can run down the who's and the nots of Chirac and, like, who the young, who the young niggas really rob with. I asked him, I'm like, yo, them young niggas in Chicago really yeah, gonna mess nope. with you? Yeah, he goes, nah. Nope. He's like, 
they more so rock with Twister and um another name he said. I think it was um Big J or something like that, but they rock with them, but the young niggas don't rock with Kanye oh. like that. So when the niggas saying he knows shooters, I'm like we don't. Yeah, your security. That might be the shooters, you know. <clears throat> Them ex-Marines and, you know, Air Force people that you have, that your wife hired because she's scared. She's afraid for her life after getting robbed in Paris. Like, those are the shooters. Okay, I can respect if that's the shooter you're talking about. But he don't know no street niggas. Like, I asked Courtney. I was like, yo, like, Kanye got, he got pulled in Chicago? He was like, not really. He got, like, this Donda House thing, but he don't really, like, he haven't really been out there up until this past summer when he went um, and did that interview at the Chicago radio station. But he's like, nobody really out here respect him like that. So I don't know what street niggas he when talking you, about. When you put yourself in a, when you create a false narrative, now you have to live that. Daniel Hernandez. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I can't wait till the neighbors of Calabasas get both these niggas out of the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> I that live on that block. Hey, y'all niggas live right down the block from each other. It's a ten minute walk. I can't wait for the doctors and the lawyers that live on that block to get really the niggas out like, of come here. On. If it's really something, Drake told come you. on. Drake, you said it. Walk down the street. All right, do it then. Like stop. Made her right. Rapping about it and go down there. Like you literally live down the block from the nigga. Like why are you rapping about it? Like, <laughs> no. Come on. If, the, if that's the kid, yo, ring the nigga doorbell, snuff the nigga. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like it, don't, it don't take no, it don't got to be no violent, shoot him up, you know, involving these so-called street niggas. Like, mm-hmm. just go down the block, slap the nigga in the face and beat and go about your business. Pull off. If y'all really mad, like, what, y'all really, what are y'all mad for? Nigga said you don't speak to Jay Prince like that. Nigga, that's because he banged him. Like, what? <laughs> And you ain't Jay Prince, nigga. You yay with the pink polo and the Louis Vuitton backpack. How about that? That's the be- that's the better part, nigga. You yeah, ain't Jay you Prince. You don't pull that respect. You don't have that. You don't have that street cred. You got industry cred, fashion industry cred. That's this. This makes the Pusha T interview with Joe Budden so much more profound because Pusha kept saying, "That's y'all niggas. Y'all niggas get down yeah. like that." I don't understand how y'all buddy buddy yeah, and then and y'all this and the yeah. yeah. Shedding a whole bunch of light on, on Kanye, nigga. You you moving, you moving, you moving real stupid and suspect. Yeah. Yeah. Because didn't he say before all this that he wanted to work on an album with Drake? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he sure did. I didn't give you the info. I'm sorry. Like, fam, everything. Yeah, I'm thinking back on it now. Three fifties are coming out next week for all y'all that still wear Yeezys and y'all niggas have yourself a blast. <laughs> Three fifties are coming out. Y'all enjoy. <clears throat> Y'all enjoy. This this next topic I wanted to talk to email about because I know he likes John Gray, but I'm not gonna go there just yet because I'm gonna segue into that from Cardi and Offset. 
If I'm saying getting Cardi back, mm, I don't know. I don't know because she's giving she's giving the public mixed signals. She was obviously disturbed by the the grand gesture he made at the rolling out, rolling loud, whatever that is that she headlined, which was big of her, and then he just almost kind of took that moment from her. With you know, not kind of, he did. No one has any video clips of of her performance. Yeah, that when I woke up Sunday, that was just like offset and lost his mind. But um, (laughs) like. She was clearly like you could tell her body language, and she was like, you know, bucking like a Bronx chick would, and she was clearly disturbed by it. Um, but then she hopped on social media afterwards, like, don't drag him for trying. So I'm like, mm, okay. And then she's like, if email, if email starts an apology to you by saying, bruh, are you even listening yeah, to the rest no. of the apology? I mean, but that's him though. He's like ignorant East Atlanta young boy, like. I don't expect much from him, grammar wise. <laughs> but if email did it, I'm like, yeah, come on now. Like, the, yeah. if you're trying to get your wife back and you start with, I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> but, but that's how they talk. Like, that's that. That's that's their lingo. So, fam. Nipsey's a crip. I can assure you, he don't call. Um, he be Bar like, Cuz. Cuz. Yeah, I'm sure he does. Yo, come here, Cuz. Pretty sure he does. <laughs> I, I, I can assure, I can assure you, in a in a cool conversation, yes. But if he did something, he was trying to get her back. I'm sure he wouldn't be like, your fault. <laughs> I mean, but he at any point in time, he, he clearly misses her, and you know, he wants her back. Does that change him? I don't know. If she does take a magnet, he change. Like, I don't know. Like, we talked about it, you know, with Quan. Like, he's a rock star. He's in one of the biggest hip-hop groups right now, touring all over, making money. Like, is he going to settle? married like, you... because you were cheating. Yeah, like. Just... <laughs> you got married. Yeah. It, it was the whole thing. The whole situation was just weird. But, you know, we were all expecting it, kind of. Some of us were rooting for them. In spite of the writing on a wall, like he's never home. He's on tour. He's dealing with you know groupies. His his bandmates are single, so you know it's, it's always girls around and it's always girls clout chasing and trying to get and trying to set up and you know trying to sell a story to get some money. So it's like it, it was a lot around him. And and if you're young, you can get caught up in that. And I'm not trying to justify what he Man, did, yeah. but you know that's the reality of what it is. And now he seems to be very remorseful about it, and he's been taking extreme measures to get his wife back. And I don't, I don't know. Sometimes she seems like nah, nigga, by referring to him like it's my baby father. Um, so I don't like, I I don't know. And then she's like, she does these lies, and she's like, I miss him, I miss the dick, I'm, you know. So I don't like, I don't know, I don't know. Here's my. My glasses looking at it, <clears throat> she's protecting him because one, Cardi has a lot of money now. Mm-hmm. She's protecting her daughter. You're not going to disrespect my daughter's father by dragging him. It ain't about anything else. The ratchet side is going to come out when she's like, oh, I miss him. I'm, I, I miss getting piped down, whatever it is. That side's going to come out because she's a female. She has needs, period. 
But the other side, I feel like, is a cover-up so that it don't look like she was ever bashing him to her daughter when her daughter... Because when people yeah, fail to saying. realize... Yeah. Your kids gonna get older. Mm-hmm. They're gonna see the stuff. Mm-hmm. You think social media is gonna be around when she's 18? When culture turns 18? I don't know what it's gonna evolve into. But that it, it's scary even thinking about it. If we're looking at where it is now. Yeah, because the fat Jewish even if, dude on, on the American <clears throat> meme was like this digital everything is just it's gonna die. Everything has highs and lows, but you know what? Still, uh, Google's gonna be around. Yeah. I may not have social media, but I can Google somebody's name and find out what happened. I can uh, YouTube somebody's name and find out what happened. And if I don't do that, better believe my kids are gonna go to school with kids that their parents are on the shade room. Their parents, <laughs> uh, their parents follow hip hop junkie and see what they put like. Yeah, I can easily go to school and be like, "Yo, what's up, fam? Why your mom's out here working?" <laughs> Kim Kardashian's kids better be in a private school where all those white kids don't know nothing about the internet because the moment they do, That's hey, North, I saw this video, <laughs> <on> your mom. <laughs> If you're if you're Kim, do you give her that talk about you know your past life and what she could possibly face? Because we talked about it before, like uh, cracking jokes, you know, with your brothers and your sisters, and getting dissed, you know, from your family. So that when you go outside, when you go to school, and somebody says something to you, you know, you've heard it before already, so it doesn't really bother you. So if you're Kim, do you give your daughter or your son that conversation? Do you have that conversation? Um, about the sex tapes and things of that nature. I feel like you have to, but you have to use your discretion at what age you tell them. Her daughter is definitely uh, a mini a mini Kim. She's like heavy into glam and photo shoots and pictures and looking pretty, which is all fine. You know, you're a little girl. That's you know that's that's cute to be into, but it seems. Whatever. Go ahead. Comes with the territory. It comes like <clears throat> that's a that's a pill that Kim's gonna have to swallow because no pun intended to any of that. Uh, <laughs> but that's that's something she's gonna have to deal with because that that's there. That's part of your history. Yeah. You can't erase that. Yeah. You can try not to tell your kids about it. I'm sure I'm not sure because I don't know. I'm not near their household. Jay Z put out an album. Blue's gonna have to hear that album sooner or later about what her mom mm-hmm. too. She put out an album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Blue's at an age where she she goes to concerts and she don't have to wear the headphones now. She was singing, lip singing at one of those concerts with um with Beyonce. So I would be a fool to think that she's not gonna eventually hear the music. But I feel like. They are the type of parents where they will have that conversation with Blue yeah. about look, one always good. Yeah. I heard a conversation, <clears throat> and I wanted—I don't know how this is going to go, but it's about the whole cheating thing. Conversation um, 
from the Joe Button podcast. Shout out to Joe. Him and Tim yes, congratulations. I'm happy for Tim. It's a good luck. Um, the conversation was if someone is hiding or doing their best to hide the fact that they're cheating and get caught, and then the other person makes their cheating public, who's at fault? for making it public, if I'm doing my best to keep it hidden, granted, the person that cheated is wrong, period. Mm-hmm. That's the person at fault. person that cheated. For be- making it public? No, for cheating. I, we're not dealing with the cheating aspect. No, but that's, yeah, the, that, that person is no, wrong. Yeah, and you're at fault for everything. Whatever I do after that, it doesn't matter. You started it by cheating. I don't want to, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and play be devil's advocate here. But <clears throat> in a sense of I'm doing my best to make sure it's not, you don't look like a fool. Let's, all right. Since we, since we, why even, why even now, go there though? You're already making me look like a fool by cheating. Hold, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Jay Z and Beyonce. We never knew Jay Z cheated until Beyonce said it because it was something that was done in private. Mm-hmm. Offset has done it publicly and it's put Cardi in a place publicly where it's embarrassing. Granted, <clears throat> Jay is wrong for doing it. Offset is wrong for doing it. But we would have never known about Jay-Z and Beyonce had Beyonce not mentioned it. So what, are you blaming her? Because if she don't... I'm not. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not blaming anybody. I'm just. I'm just using the two examples where one was done in private and was brought to the light. Okay, cool. The other is done in public, and everybody knows what's going on. Like one, I'm trying my best not to make you look like a fool because it's and we're we're dealing with it in private or it happened in private. The other, I don't care what you do. I don't care how you feel because it's we out here in the open. Yeah, but then it's they're like two different generations, and then Beyonce's is done in good taste, and then you probably wouldn't get four 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 if she did it. You know what I mean? So it's like there's a lot to unpack in 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 those two situations. Um, she got some musical accolades out of that, you know. So it was it was really different, and then on top of that, they made it. They made it out. They made money. <laughs> like they made money together off of it. It was like you know, a, a utopian type of situation. What happens with Cardi and Offset? We don't know. So I don't know. I'm not blaming like <clears throat> Beyonce. I don't. I don't blame her for making it public. Like it was probably very therapeutic for her to do it the way she did. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think in both scenarios, um, I feel like in Jay and Beyonce's scenario, they had that conversation about, well, are we going to tell people about what's going on? I feel like for two people who are in the position that they're in, 
that conversation had to have happened in the house. And like, hey, I got to deal with the repercussions. If that's what you want to put on your album, by all means, like, go ahead. I'm not going to stop your artistry. The other situation, I don't have no choice but to look like a fool because you have me out here with two people saying that they didn't know our marriage was serious. <laughs> so. <laughs> it's like, <clears throat> yeah, that that was just the, the conversation they had on the podcast. And I thought that was an interesting, uh, interesting to, to say, okay, well, if I'm doing my best to make sure it's hidden, it's underground, and you don't find out, and you bring it to light, now it's public, I have to wear that either way because I'm the one that cheated. Right. That's my stance on it. I just thought uh, people don't really have that conversation. It's always, oh, they cheated, they cheated, that's it. They dog. <laughs> either way, if it's a man or a man or a woman, dog. Um but yeah, that's that's where I wanted to go with that. Um <clears throat> lastly, and it has had nothing to do with cheating. I don't want y'all. Well, yeah, it does. It does. It does. Um, John Gray. <laughs> he did not cheat on his wife, but people thought that. Yeah. I'll say that. Let me start there. He did not cheat on his wife, but people mm-hmm. thought that. Because the comments that he made about uh, her having to birth him more than she right. did anybody else. The reason why I wanted to have uh, I wanted to talk to email about it. Like I said, I know he likes John Gray. But I wanted to get his uh, opinion as a pastor on buying your wife nice things. Like it shouldn't, to me, my personal standpoint is I don't care what none of you niggas say. I'm going to do what I want right. to do for my wife, period. Right. The, I don't. The issue right. is people, people in the world look at pastors and say pastors can't have mm-hmm. nice things. People in the church look at pastors and say pastors can't have nice Which things. Which is stupid. And the moment, the moment a pastor gets something nice, oh, they're using the church money. Yeah. It's it's corruption. Yep. He brought his wife a, a, a car that she said she wanted. What's wrong with him? Right. Right. And my thing is, he's a pastor, okay, but also that's his job. So he's getting he's getting paid to do a job, just like you would get paid, you know, to go to the jobs you go to every day. Cool. Also, he has a big church. They have a big campus. That takes money to keep up the church. So it's not like he's stealing money. Like you can see there's money going back into the building. The building is nice, it's well kept. He got screens everywhere. He has uh, a praise team. They got to get paid. He got musicians. They have to get paid. His workers all over the place. They're getting paid. So what, what money is he stealing? Also, he has book deals. Which is that's one of the things he brought up, <clears throat> and that's the same thing. Book deal. It's, the, it's basically the same thing with every mega preacher, they have deals outside of church that are very lucrative 
a la Bishop Jake, who gets these big book deals and um, movie production opportunities, and it's very lucrative, and they don't really have to touch the church money because probably more than likely what they're getting from the church has to go right back into the church to pay for the lights, to make sure that water is running, to make sure staff is being paid, to make sure the place is clean. It's not a major pro- uh, profit. Like, <laughs> if they... People... And I don't know, maybe we're a little bit biased because we've come up in church and we've seen the business of how, you know, the business of church, but uh, people don't understand. It's just like when you go to your job and then you have to upkeep, you have to keep your home. You have to pay for things. You have to pay for your life. You have to pay for your phone. You got to pay for this. You got to pay for that. You can't just work and not pay any bills. So it's the same thing with pastors. They go to work. They go to these churches every Sunday. A lot of them go to the office throughout, throughout the week and they make plans and they have meetings and whatever money they get on a Sunday, it goes right back to the church to pay for, to pay for things. They have uh, outreach programs. And they do things outside of the church that need to be paid for. So it's not like it's a whole bunch of money in, in the church to sell. And if there is, you can probably see it if the building is corroded, if, you know, the, the roof is leaking and the doors are falling off the hinges and the toilets aren't really flushing, but the pastor got a Bentley outside, then you could be like, hmm, that's a $300,000 car. Why is the roof leaking? Then I can see that. But if you're talking about like a Joel Osteen, like, if you read the comments, there's, like, people that, oh, he come from Joel Osteen, so, you know, the apple don't fall far from the tree. Like, Joel Osteen is in the compact arena where the Houston Rockets used to play. That's a 30,000-seated arena. Like, what do you think it costs to keep that building? Yeah, the light like, bill. The, the light <laughs> bill alone, my nigga. Like, think about the light bill for your house, for your apartment, and multiply that for uh, a 30,000-seat uh, capacity building. So it's like, isn't it? Joe Osteen was a real one. He'd call him and tell him he ain't got it. Ain't got it <laughs> like, it's, it's ridiculous to think that just because a pastor has a has a mega ministry and they have a 10,000 square foot house that the money was taken from the church. Like, if I'm working for the church, don't you think I, 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 I've earned something? Like, if I'm coming in here week after week, some of these people <clears throat> have three and four services because the demand is so high that you can't even get everybody in the building at once, so they have to have multiple services. Like that's that's a lot of energy being being spent. Like so, you don't think I earn I earn something at the end of the week for you know studying and being up here for for two hours, three times on a Sunday, and then I got to come back and do Bible study, and I got to come back and do another set like. You don't think I get to? I I deserve a a decent car out of that. Like pastors get a bad rep because there are some people, there are some who have misused. Yeah, it's a negative stereotype. Stuff. Just like you know, black <clears throat> men with hoodies. Okay, some black yeah. men with hoodies have robbed little old white ladies, but the majority of black men with hoodies aren't are out here robbing old white ladies. So it's like, it's a, of course you're going to get that. It's like some white people are racist, but not all white people are racist. Okay, yes, some preachers are crooks, but not all preachers are crooks. And you think a, a preacher with a, with a national spotlight would steal $200,000 to buy his wife a Lamborghini truck? Like, people take, people take um, that one bad instance, and now it's applied across the board. Yeah. 
typical stereotype one... behavior. It's like, oh, yeah, I've experienced. I'm taking this time. one example. Right. Yeah. And if you watch um, John Gray, like he takes orphans all the time, and he's like, if anybody need, you know, money to to pay your light bill, if anybody need money to pay your 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 your, your child's tuition, come down here, put your hand in the basket, and take whatever you you can. All the time he does it, so he's he's constantly giving back. So I don't, I don't really know what pe- I just people just like to talk and people just like to hate on on pastors and people like to hate on uh, Christianity as a whole, I guess. But it's ridiculous to assume that that man stole two hundred thousand dollars from his church to buy his wife a car. My only issue with John Gray during this whole thing, I don't feel like he needed to do a video explaining. Yeah. His positioning. Yeah. Like. I get it. The area, the era we live in, he has to give some sort of. No, he doesn't have to. Let me change that. He doesn't have to. He did it. The quiet people's talking. He doesn't have to say, "This is what I get paid. This is this is what the church gives me. This is what I get from." He doesn't have to do that. Pastors don't have to say, "Oh well, yeah, you don't know. I'm a police officer during the day, but I also pastor on Sundays and during the week." Right. But I think he's just an emotional type of guy naturally because a lot of like social media negativity and stuff that 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 gets thrown his way, he's always like apt to respond to it. They even when he went to the White House and preachers were dragging him, most notably Jamal Bryant, he hot right on and 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 you know responded. So I just think he naturally has, you know, he's inclined to respond to these allegations and accusations. I don't know why, but that just seems to be um, a pattern of his. Maybe he's a little bit more emotional than we are. My whole thing is, why can't pastors have nice things? Why, why, like, why? You can drive a Mercedes, but you want mm-hmm. me to drive uh, a mm-hmm. Corolla. Yeah. Yeah. And what message would that send as a pastor if I'm preaching to you about, you know, faithfulness and prosperity and having the best and I pull up in a Corolla? Like, what what, what message does that send to the congregation? I don't understand. It's like, I don't, again, they don't want, the pastors can't, you can't have a nice thing if you're a pastor. Yeah, anybody like, else, I know any pastors other, that go any out other business way. owner could have nice things, like small business owners, Support black businesses, you know, people scream that all the time. And if, you know, the, the CEO of that company is pulling up in the bins, it's all fine and well. But if the pastor does it, it's like, oh, he's robbing the people. How? How? You, you mentioned something about pastors having a Bentley. Like, what's wrong with, I don't understand I really, what's wrong I really with don't. that. I really don't. I really don't get it. And like I said, maybe we're a little bit biased because we come from that, you know, but that's just, it, it just doesn't make sense to me for for you to think that a person who goes to work every day doesn't deserve a nice thing. Not even that. What What is the cost? What does it cost you to get away from your family? What does that cost to you? You're away from your family, Um, what? 40 hours a week, maybe more than mm-hmm. that. You come home, sometimes you're working... Pastors are the same way. Yep. They they're not they the time they get with their family is precious because it's far and few between. Yep. If you don't got people calling because 
oh, um, this one's sick, or this one's acting up again, or um, we need help with rent, mm-hmm. or it's okay if you have your hand mm-hmm. out and they're they're doing for you. Mm-hmm. Yep. But God forbid they do something yeah. for themselves. Yeah, don't come in here with no luxury foreign vehicle, boy. Don't do that. Don't don't get your wife no ten thousand dollar Birkin bag. Nope, don't do that. Like why? <laughs> why? I, I, and that's why I keep saying, God help me. I know what I like. I am truly my father's son. I like nice stuff. Period. Yeah. Period. 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 Yeah. I like nice stuff. All right. So Tip, Tiffany knows I'm bougie. I'm bougie when it comes <laughs> to. I am. I I don't hide it. I am. So if I ever was in a position of pastoral anything, I might have I might find myself in John Gray yeah. having to explain. Yeah, that. I like nice yeah. stuff. Same with period. us. Like we have we buy ourselves ourselves nice things right now. Like so, just because like if email becomes a pastor of a church, you know, one day we're not supposed to have nice things anymore because he, he doesn't want to make it seem like he's taking money from the people. Like no, we get us we live a, a pretty decent life right now. So we're not going to stop that just because he becomes a pastor of a church. Like, that's our taste. And now that we have a little bit more money, we can do that. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand the logic behind people thinking that uh, a pastor shouldn't drive a, a, a luxury vehicle. Like, that's just crazy to me. Or the notion that he's taking the money from the church. How? That man has a huge you know what? campus. Like, that costs money to upkeep. <clears throat> It probably ain't nothing for what's him to crazier kill. what's crazier is when they give you a car that you don't even have. Yeah. I heard so and so is driving this car. Yeah, Nigga, like, I have come on. A Mercedes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Lions is you know that, it's, it's so ridiculous. But yeah, it's a car a car that she wanted as a husband, he got her what she wanted. Why is there an issue with what he brought her? Can your husband go out and do that for you? Is that the real <laughs> issue? Is that why you mad? <laughs> let's let's have that discussion because if that's a discussion, then yeah, tell your husband do better. Listen to what you say. Tell your husband do better or get you a new one if you feel that you feel a way. Like, come on, come on. That was my only beef with it was I didn't I didn't think he needed to do the video, but for having a campus and for like you said, he's an emotional person, he responds to stuff on social media as soon as it happens. I just felt like, bro, like you you go to a a tax person um at the end of the year. You're not you're not above getting right. taxed. The tax like right. especially in the back then Preachers could get it, could have gotten away with a lot of stuff, but they're coming down so strict on preachers in terms of tax yep. stuff. Yeah, it's really hard to do that. But yeah, that's my uh, that was my my John Gray piece. I just wanted to ask email um how he felt about that. Maybe I still won't. Maybe we can. Call him, call him up one day and have that conversation. But I wanted to get his take on it because when I saw it, 
Tim was watching the video and she was like, yeah, it's 20 minutes. I'm like, man, I'm not going to sit here for 20 minutes and listen to this nigga talk about. And I, 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 all I kept saying, like, two minutes into the video, I'm like, he don't need to do yeah. that. Why is he doing yeah. this? Yeah, he didn't need to. Why? He's going to get another article to but I get it. about it. It was like, okay. And you know what's crazy? I saw that I saw the post on Facebook. Oh, Pastor buys his wife a two hundred thousand dollars Ferrari. I'm like, I don't see the problem. Yeah, like, what? Okay, <laughs> really don't see the problem. Okay, here. like Cardi B bought Offset a, a four hundred thousand dollar ring. Y'all gonna say she robbing the fans? And she does, you know, that's how she get her money. Ticket prices out of the roof. Like I don't hear nobody barking at the artist. When they live in these luxury lifestyles at the expense of, you know, the regular Joe Schmo who got to pay $400 to see them in concert. It's all right. Or athletes. athletes to get to these games, Laker game tickets, boy. Golden State Warrior tickets. How, how, who getting in that? Who getting up? How, how y'all niggas planning getting to Oracle Arena? Floor. Floor seats. Not anywhere. Nigga. Floor seats. But that's cool. That's cool, but a pastor can't. Nah, y'all all sound stupid. Anybody with that argument, y'all sound. Are you dumb? <laughs> I keep saying, like, nigga, I like I I my one of my before I leave this earth, I want to go to a World Cup. I want to go to a Super Bowl. I want to go to an NBA championship. I want to go to a World Series. Um, why? Because I like sports. And those are the grand things for sports. But also, I know those come with a heavy price Heavy. Tag. Heavy. You, you can't find a Super Bowl ticket for less than $5,000. Yeah. Yeah. And is anybody barking at the owners and, and barking at, like, for setting these prices? So y'all could pay uh, Aaron Rodgers $33 million, and I'm, and I'm working, and I'm, I only make $30,000, and you want me to pay... $1,500 for a regular season ticket? Like, I come to the game with a cheese head. No, like, come nigga. on. Nobody's, like, nobody's barking at that. Nobody's mad about that. Nobody's bringing awareness to that. But uh, a, a mega a mega church pastor can't... Come on. Like, it doesn't even make sense. When you say it out loud, it's like, what? Really? Come on. Yeah, man, y'all niggas need to get y'all need to get over yourselves. Like, Seriously, find something else to do. Talk about talk about Trump. Be mad about that. Don't be mad about a a, a guy using he nigga. He got a TV show on own. He got mad book deals. Like, don't be mad about that. Don't be mad about that. That is that's that's no reason for you to be mad. <clears throat> Nothing's gonna be resolved from that. Cause two years from now, and- he gonna buy her another car. So, Nigga, like, so don't be mad now. Like, don't be mad about that. Be mad about something else. It's more pressing issues out here to be upset about. You know, use your energy towards. Not that. But if you only see me on Sunday, or you only see me by Instagram clips and know that preaching may be one of my jobs, I can see how, because you've been hurt before or you're using that one stereotype from the past, 
to put against me, but you don't know. I leave here on Sunday, Monday morning. I work. I get up and I go to my nine to five or whatever. Mm-hmm. Happens. Mm-hmm. Or if I have a book deal, Monday morning I'm up writing mm-hmm. for my book, or I'm meeting with producers yep. for my show. Exactly. Exactly. Or I'll give up my salary to make sure everybody else gets paid. And then when everybody else gets paid, then we can talk about mm-hmm. how I'm going to eat. But for mm-hmm. right now, I'm a, yep. how much money we got, yep. how many employees we got to pay, yep. pay them first. Yep. Yep. But, but all right, man. Yeah. What did you think I say? No, that was, this was a heavy episode. I feel like it was a lot of a lot of serious topics. All right, yeah, hold on, hold on. Well, bring hold the on. joy back. Hold on. Bring this, bring this, bring our spirits up. Hit them with it. One good, one, one, one good time. You could never find what you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> I need <laughs> someone that works here. <laughs> You can't find the Tory Lane's tweet. No, I can't. I, I can't. I, I can't. Oh, I can't. Bruh. You gotta have this stuff. There we go. No, that wasn't it. That wasn't it. Hold oh, on. Come on. That wasn't on. Hold on. I got you. I got you right now. Just because it's a. Friday. <laughs> Remember this song is like this song is playing on the radio twenty times a day. Urban pop yeah. did not matter. Like this song was everywhere for like three months straight. <laughs> Nigga, it, it, like still to this day, like I love her right now. I don't, I don't like Despicable Me because of that song. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it because of that song. But yeah, it was a real heavy episode. Great conversation. Uh, I don't mind it at all. And I feel like these conversations just get better and better and better. Bash out. And better. Have a loyal listener tell us all the time. He has a, a top three and it changes almost every time we put on that. <laughs> I appreciate yeah. That. That's I appreciate that. That means. <clears throat> Our old work, we're not counting on our old work, but every time we out here and we making it do what it do. Oh, American meme, if you haven't seen it, that's going to just be the sleeper show, period. American meme. Um, yeah, if you guys haven't noticed, the sleeper shows have been showing up in the descriptions. Um, so if you miss it while it's been recorded... Congratulations! You can look in the info and see it there. Uh, yeah, I caught Bad Blood too. Bad Blood that Quan had recommended on Netflix. That was good. It's only six episodes though. I'm like, what? Um, but yeah, that's good. And it's only one season apparently. I don't even know. I don't know. But will it get picked up for season two? Yeah, I, I'm gonna Google it. I want to Google it. I thought I saw something. Somebody say something about season two next year, um, but that could just be my imagination. Um, so yeah, Bad Blood. 
definitely go for that. Go for that on Netflix. Season one, six episodes. It's mafia stuff. You would enjoy it. It's like Sopranos. Speaking my language. Yeah. You're speaking my language. Yeah, I know you like that Italian mafioso. You would love it. You would love it. But yeah, that's all, right. all I well, show how I... <laughs> Yes, sir. Hello. <laughs>